This week on Black Law and Legalize, we discuss identity theft. Identity theft is the number one crime. One person that I know has had a house purchased in their name. Online shopping. Now it's backwards. It's like, all right, there's this TV I want. I'm going to go to Best Buy. I'm going to look at it, touch it, feel it. And then I'm going on Amazon and buying the shit on Amazon. Our worst credit scores. What was your lowest credit score? Three something. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Being hood rich. Why do niggas still go to <laughs> Renaissance? Like by the time you done paying your $40 a week for your living room set, you could have bought this shit 10 times over. Title fraud. People can literally hijack your house. And somehow we end up with porn. Like before I ever had sex, I would watch porn and I'm taking mental notes. Like, okay, so you're supposed to do this. Supposed to, and unlike Becky, I wasn't watching softcore, you know, in the bed, kissing and hugging. Mm. So one day I lied to you not. No bullshit. So stick around for some more edutainment from Black Law and Legal Eyes. I tell legal lies. I tell legal lies. 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 Legal Black lies. Law. I tell legal lies. Legal lies. And legal lies. Welcome back to another episode of Black Law and Legalize, where we specialize in the legal lies. You can find us across all platforms, all social media platforms, that is, at Black Law Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dan. You can catch me on Twitter and IG at I am Dan on Drugs. And shameless plug, you can catch me on screws loose pod at, wait wait screws the a few screws loose the podcast catch you do that sound like you're a disease yeah mm. i'm another one of your hosts afro becky oh yeah dan is herpes in bodily form and i am just dan and you can follow me at i tell legalize on twitter just dan just Dan. You ain't just Dan. You just a man. Yeah, whatever. At least I ain't herpes. So going with our um our theme we've been doing for the past, what's it, four weeks now? Maybe five? Mm-hmm. Afro Becky's hip hop knowledge. <laughs> Come on now. Okay. So what I'll do is I'm not even going to recite lyrics here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to name two or three people and you just tell me the name of the group. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's not mm. going to work at all. Okay. Fife, Q-Tip, and... Hmm. Which one? Fife, Dog, Q-Tip. Those two ought to be enough. The other two of them died, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Two, but just saying Q-Tip should have been enough. Can you guess the hip-hop supergroup that contained Fife, Dog, Q-Tip? No, I cannot. Mm. Take a stab. Bone Thugs and Harmony. That's very wrong. (laughs) Very wrong. (laughs) Like I told you. And I guessed. Okay. And I was wrong. Well, it was a whack-ass rap group called a tribe Wait, why do people got to be... For real? Yes. Let me tell you something. I told... We can... We hashed this out many times. Oh, my God. Mm. They sucked. Okay. Um, not true. Second one. 
here's one for you. All right, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I, I look, look funny. funny. But yo, yo I'm making money, money see? see? So whole world, I hope you're ready for me. Now yeah. gather around. I'm, I'm the new, new fool in town, town, and my sound's laid down by, by the, the underground. Wait, why are you giving... I drink up all the Hennessy you got on your shelf, so just let me introduce, introduce myself. myself. My name is Humpty. Humpty, pronounced with an umpty. That dude's like, oh, ladies, you know how I like to <laughs> Humpty. He just told you who it was. But mm-hmm. I said it right before. Uh, no, like, you said the lyric, but he told you ooh, to name the group, and dumb. he told you the group. Did he? Yes. yes, it was in the lyrics. And my sounds laid down by the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my sounds laid down by the. Mm-hmm. I was hoping being animated would help. <laughs> no. No. And my sounds laid, laid down, down by, by the, the underground. underground. Okay. Digital cool. underground. But see, what stupid is. is, you said underground once, you said underground twice. And she still did not know nope. what you were saying. I think, she, I think the the terminology may be going over Afro Becky's head. Do you understand what they're saying when they say, well, when he says my sounds laid down by the underground? Um, No. <laughs> Basically, he's saying his sound <laughs> comes from the underground. <laughs> we're going ch- to change your name. Because that is literally the same thing that somebody else we know would have said. And my sounds laid down by the underground. What that means is if I were to make some music for you, right? Your sound would be laid down by I Am Dan on Drugs. That's what I kind of said. That's not what you said. It comes from... (laughs) It it was produced by... It was generated from... No. Honestly, I'm about to pull an Adam Sandler. I am trading you. Mm. I'm trading you. Adam Sandler does this skit where he trades Jewish people for other people. I'm trading you, bro. Who are we trading? Who are we trading her for? I don't know. I want somebody else. Can it be Fong? Shit, I'll trade you for Fong. Because Fong would have knew that shit. Okay. He can come here then. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Afro Becky's hip hop knowledge. So, or lack thereof. Yes, mm. very much so. Yo, this your boy Flo Seven Hundred. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco, and we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about? Actually, our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little oh, bit of that. Oh my goodness, no. You like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. It don't matter. It It doesn't matter what song that is. Well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate. makes for good dialogue. And it keeps the the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the Podcast Brothers is dead. You dig? Chill. Today, what we're going to talk about, we we kind of alluded to it in the past two episodes, and that is identity theft. So I want to give y'all what I call Dan's revisionist history. History. <laughs> history. All right. Um, 
online shopping, right? Mm-hmm. Prior to about 2005-ish, around in there, it was kind of, it, it was a thing that people were kind of sketched out by, it was skeptical or what have you, right? It was frowned upon to use your credit card online. And if you've ever used your debit card online, even in 2019, I think you a dumbass. You well, stupid. That's exactly right. That's just me. Um, eBay used to be dope as shit. And that's kind of what um what spawned online shopping was eBay. So back in the 90s, they had these things that were called beanie babies. Can anyone tell me what a beanie baby is? Isn't that like a little stuffed animal thing? Um, see, I knew Becky would knew that because I didn't have any. I'm a, no, I'm gonna tell you why though, because you're 99 percent white, and white people beanie babies were like white didn't, people crack. Wait, didn't you get that shit with like Happy Meals and shit at McDonald's? Some not that's the way black people got them. <laughs> well, I didn't go to McDonald's, but that's not the way white folk got them. Well, I didn't get them. So anyway, my first. So can I? Can my percentage be? No, like you still ninety nine percent. No, you'll get it back. You just gotta work hard at it. That's all. Being black is hard work. Um. So anyway, and I want to say ninety eight was my first online purchase. It was on eBay, and me and Paul, we used to have to like watch other fighters' careers and study other fighters and what have you, right? Right. In order to do that. You had to watch these bum ass fighters on like Friday night fights because we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have um anything online where you can look at it. We didn't have on demand. We didn't have none of that shit. So we used to order entire careers like Mike Tyson, uh, Meldrick Teller, uh, Tito Trinidad, just name a few uh, boxers, entire careers on VHS tapes. Can you tell me how we had to pay? Credit card, debit card, money nope. order, pay- PayPal. Check or money order. Mm. So an eBay transaction used to take one to two weeks. So you would throw your money order check in the mail, mail it to someone. They'll get it. And then after they get it and cash it, they'll send you the goods or the merchandise. So that's how eBay worked for a couple of years. Then in about 2001, when, um, what's his name? Elon Musk and them had a company. It was called x.com yeah i wasn't into online shopping i honestly i am a recent initiate into online shopping all my shopping was done at a brick and mortar Mm -hmm. wait so you just started shopping online about three ish years ago i didn't do ebay so i wasn't in that wave definitely i really honestly just started using Amazon and just started using online shopping for um, department stores and other stores. As I said, this had to be like within a five year time span. Mm-hmm. Be- prior to that, I was walking into brick and mortar situations. So, so prior to well, okay, so PayPal right is a, it's a combination of two companies. It's can shit i can actually tell you um it was x.com that was elon musk's company and the other one was confinity yeah i just got into paypal last year believe it or not fuck paypal man (laughs) paypal fuck paypal so anyway they got together they had their ipo in 2001 ebay said yo we really need a way to process online payments 
let's use PayPal. So prior to uh, that, it was all checking checking money orders. So they snagged them up, and then they tried to force you to use PayPal on eBay. I tell you what, though, that was really I'm, that's some shit, though. You literally had you bought something. Mm-hmm. And then you sent them a check or a money order. Right. Now you can imagine now back when we had to, well, we didn't have to, but back when we studied these fighters, right? We was like 17, 18 years old. And y'all had to wait like almost a month to get two, this stuff. About two weeks. And we didn't have checking accounts, right? So that would have added some kind of um, protection because you send your check to someone, they cash it, you don't get your shit. All right, well, we need to uh, cancel that check or do something about that, right? We had to send money orders because we right. didn't have checking accounts. Right, straight up. And they go and they cash the money orders. Right. And you had to go through whatever money order provider, like Western Union or MoneyGram or whatever post office. Mm-hmm. So, mm, so, and that's a process. That shit took a long time. So anyway, eBay was like, all right, we're going to force you to use PayPal now. And that shit didn't go over well because a lot of people didn't like change. So with PayPal, you couldn't do credit well, cards. I was about to say, even now with PayPal, it has to be linked to like your credit card or a, a bank account, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, you can actually just pay. You don't even have to have a PayPal account now to pay somebody else who does well, back in the day because see now i know you have to be linked you have to be linked to either cre- if you have an account you can link a credit card or a bank card mm-hmm. or you can do like one time credit card or debit card mm-hmm. but so having said that having said that back in the day did you most people that i know in the hood didn't have a bank account and or a credit card so how were you using PayPal? All right. So my first PayPal account, I didn't have a bank account. So I had to use my mama's bank account. Mm. Right now, the way it worked was, OK, so eBay continued to let you use checks or money orders for a while. But they were trying to force you on the PayPal. Right. And it was like um, basically the way that they forced you to use PayPal is they removed some of the buyer protections. From money order and check transactions. So if you didn't use PayPal, you couldn't like be protected. Send it, send it back within a certain time, or or if you got scammed, you couldn't get your money back. Right. So basically, like all these scammers heard about that shit, and they was like, uh, "I bet." So they started posting shit on eBay, like shit, and it'll be dirt cheap, almost almost too good to be true, but not there yet to mm-hmm. where you didn't say. Nah, this is a scam. And you was they would require you to send a money order because they would say, yo, we don't have PayPal. Only thing I accept as a payment is a money order. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, back in the day, eBay wasn't a storefront. It was it was truly hard to find things. It was right. It was people out of their houses going, I have this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically you would send them the money order and they wouldn't send you shit back and you weren't really protected because eBay said, yo, we told y'all niggas to use PayPal. (laughs) So uh, what happened after that? So PayPal didn't do credit cards. So you did have to link a bank account. So then I started have, I linked my mama's bank account Mm. and she didn't really know. And what I would do was I would have to order shit and pay from my mama's bank account and then wait for my mama to say, Hey, 
what, what, what's this charge right here? I don't know, Ma. You, <laughs> Mike Tyson's career. Uh, what, what is this? You uh, better dispute that shit, Ma. Uh, so, sound um, like some shit I did with the Playboy channel. Playboy channel. Oh, man. You don't want to get Becky? Mm-hmm. Mental note. Let's we're gonna revisit the Playboy Channel. <laughs> so anyway, to to speed this long long soliloquy up, that it it was still up until about 2005. Like eBay, they were in unfamiliar, uncharted land, unfamiliar territory. But they paved the way for a lot of people, like Amazon, like Overstock, and even a lot of the brick and mortar stores that have um, I'm sure online every storefront. Online store either based. Or saw what not to do mm-hmm. via eBay because eBay yeah. was the original. Yeah, and eBay's trustworthiness went down after they started forcing people to use PayPal, and then they started dropping buyer protection because PayPal is their subsidi- subsidiary company. So it's like PayPal has fees. eBay fee right now, uh, eBay listing fee is like ten percent of your final value. So if I sell something for a hundred dollars, eBay gets ten off top, right? Mm-hmm. Then the people got to pay me with PayPal. PayPal gets 3% off the top. Mm, so that's 13%. 13%. Right. Mm. So you done jacked me twice. So anyway, and eBay, fuck eBay. They they mm-hmm. didn't learn. But um, right now. But wait, do st- people still people still do use eBay though? Yes. It's still a viable company. Cause I, I wouldn't call it, it viable, time. but yeah, they use it. It's, mm-hmm. Right now it is full of, and I'm, I'm saying this for the listeners as well eBay is full of knockoffs, scammers, and direct from China shit. Mm. There's very, there's very little. Like some, some major stores have a B, uh, eBay storefront, but eBay is just not where it's at anymore. eBay's look looked at like the land of scams, right? Oh, so basically, Amazon is what's up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, fast forward to 2019, right? 2019, we have. I mean, first I'll say. Online shopping is still kind of scary. And what we're getting to is identity theft with this. But online um, shopping is still kind of scary. People are still kind of skeptical. But right now, 44% of American households are Amazon Prime members. 88% of adult Americans have purchased at least one item online in the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. Now get this, because this one's going to throw you for a loop. 10% of all retail shopping is done online. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that, what's that say to you? Does that say a lot or a little? 10% of all retail shopping. That's a lot because if you think about every store in America having an online presence and 10% of their customers actually use an online site or their online site, that's really a lot. Mm-hmm. That equals like billions and billions of dollars and millions and millions of people. Right. So with that being said, that has made um, like identity theft even more prevalent because now we we use stuff like like uh, Cash App today. We use uh, Zelle. What's the other one? Venmo. Venmo. Um, right. Like, we don't even think twice before we like start we sending give, digital currency. But think about it. And you you mentioned Cash App with Cash App. You have to link a bank account. Mm-hmm. And then you have to vi- verify that bank account via a debit card. Mm-hmm. I'm or, a, that shit pissed me off. Or you have to link a credit card in addition. Or you can. You can actually add a bank account. You have to add a bank account. You have to do a debit card. You can add a credit card. 
and you can add other things to your profile. So having that, having, and then Venmo, same thing. You have to link a credit card or a debit card or a bank account. You also, Zelle, now Zelle is better because it's already your bank account information. Mm -hmm. So, but the person that you're sending this money to does not see that and is going through your bank, which you want to think is safe. But anytime the Office of Personnel Management, which is basically the personnel office of the United States government, gets hacked, nobody's safe. Because you would think that because this is the United States government, they would have top line security as far as online presence goes. Mm -hmm. They don't. They got hacked. And this is literally, what, 500,000 people or more more, were affected by that hack. Mm -hmm. And then Experian got hacked. I thought it was Equifax. Yep, Equifax. Well, yep, you're right. It was Equifax. Mm -hmm. So they got hacked. And that is millions, literally millions. I think it was 80 million people. People. And that is not just your name. That is your name. That is your social security number. Mm -hmm. That is credit accounts. That is jobs. Anything that could be on a credit report potentially is out there on the dark web and the light web and the <laughs> left and right web right. too. Any anywhere that it can be placed. So as I said, so between OPM and Equifax, all of America, your information is out there. It's everywhere. You know, everywhere. that's that's everybody. Because as I said, the federal government and one of the biggest. Credit reporting agencies in America. Who's I, safe? Uh, People that's off the grid, like our boy. So who's off the grid? Our boy. Uh, Which boy? No way. Psh- They're not even off the grid. That dude changes his damn, um, whatchamacallit, his credit card. He be canceling credit cards <laughs> left and right. All right. So anyway, going getting back on track, the 10% of all retail shopping, that's billions and billions of dollars, millions and millions of people, right? So we're way more comfortable now in 2019. It's not as taboo where people aren't as skeptical shopping online. We have all these credit card protections like uh, what's it? Zero liability and all kinds of shit. So they want you to spend money. And that's exactly what we do. We find shit cheap online. You remember how I don't know. Well, you said you just started shopping online, but we used to go online to look at shit and get reviews and do whatever and then go to the store and buy said shit. Right. Now it's backwards. It's like, all right, there's this TV I want. I'm going to go to Best Buy. I'm going to look at it, touch it, feel it. And then I'm going on Amazon and buying the shit on Amazon or uh, eBay or wherever. So it's the it's shifting. And I mean, that's that's how a lot of information, as Ann said, the all these different uh data breaches people don't think twice before like every account that i've ever had if it's not like a bank account every account i've ever had i used fake address fake phone number fake name and just recently over the past few years you can't get an email address now without linking your phone, phone to it right your cell phone which 
is in response to the identity theft crisis. You know, we talk about an opioid crisis and I'm not trying to be funny, but identity theft is the number one crime. It's the number one killer of white people. It is the number one killer of credit scores. White people. (laughs) I have, I have literally two people that I know that have been personally affected by identity theft to the point that one person that I know has had a house purchased in their name. A house. A house. A whole house. A whole house, not a half. A whole ass house. Not Not a half, not a quarter, not a third. Yo, that's fucking nuts. A whole house. Wait, at what point? There has to be some... No, because this is this is what happens when someone commandeers your identity. Basically, they are you, but they use other damn mentioned fake addresses and fake phone numbers. Well, you know that you live at 1123 Music Lane, mm-hmm. New Orleans, Louisiana, 70119, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way you expect everything related to you to come. Well... What an identity thief would do, appropriate everything except your address or except your phone number. Social date of birth and that's it. Right. But the address that this thief uses is not an address associated with you. The phone number that they use is not a phone number associated with you. So you have no way of knowing. And most people are not diligent in checking your credit scores. They're not diligent in checking their credit account, which every major credit reporting agency is required to give you access to a free credit report once a year. Mm -hmm. And that's each. That's Experience, Equifax, and TransUnion. So what happened with this person in the house? So this person goes to buy a car, right? Mm -hmm. And is denied credit. And when this person finds out that they are denied credit, they start inquiring. And that's when they start inquiring Mm -hmm. about why. So they're given a letter. And when you're denied credit, you are able to get a free credit report. Mm -hmm. So this person goes and get a free credit report. And lo and behold, on this credit report, they are in arrears. They're behind payments on a mortgage? On a mortgage. Now, this person has lived... All of their life in one city. The mortgage is for a home in Ohio. Mm. They don't know anybody in Ohio. (laughs) Has never been in Ohio. But apparently they own a home in Ohio that not only has one mortgage, has two mortgages related it to. Yeah, so basically the person that stole their identity got this house paid now here's here's the crazy part but not really crazy in the in the grand scheme of things paid this mortgage for a year then took out a second mortgage on this home drew all the equity out of the house and then said i ain't paying bye 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 (laughs) oh my god on both the first and the second mortgage (gasps) so literally she had two home loans 
in her name. And that was three years ago and is still fighting. Because let me tell you, it is not easy for you to correct something like that. How are you supposed to prove you you? Contrary to popular belief, how do you, it's like, how are you supposed to prove that you're not the person that did this? Right. Right. So literally it's still three years down the line is still fighting to prove that she did not do this. Did she do it? Hell no, she didn't do it. Like I said, I think she stole her own identity (laughs) and then. It was like, shit, we're going to come up on the house and we're going to stay here and whatever, whatever. So can you like um, get like what? I mean, people have to sign stuff, you know? Right. But see, the thing was identity thieves. Once they have commandeered your identity, it's easy to get an ID in your name. Right. Mm, I they wouldn't have, know. But what I'm saying is, all right, when you go and sign your mortgage, right. you do it in person. Right. With an ID. Right. That has their face. Right. However, however, you have this other, let's let's say you have this other person disputing that they purchased this house. Mm -hmm. So the real person is coming to the mortgage lender and saying, okay, I didn't do this. Right. This was me on this date. Mm -hmm. I guess at that point you already fucked. Yeah. But then, and then a lot of times you act, think about mortgage lending. As a rule, the person that you got the mortgage from sells your mortgage. Shit, I know our mortgage yeah. been sold like three, four times. Right. No, twice. You know, they sell your mortgage. Let me exaggerate <laughs> without being like all factual and stuff. So think. So let's think about that. Initially, you signed, you went to closing, mm-hmm. right? You signed this paperwork with a closing agent. Mm-hmm. And your realtors. Right. But your banker kind of sort of is removed from that process. So then your mortgage gets sold and then it gets sold again. So the people that currently hold your loan, you go to them, you say, that ain't me. I didn't do that. Or you say, I'm sorry, sir. This is not me. I was I was not the one. Pardon me, sir. I was not the individual that purchased this entire lot of plot of land in this structure that stands upon it. Right. So then it's like, okay, prove you didn't do that. Well, I will prove that I didn't do that. Do you see this nine millimeter? Oh, my God. You know, I will kill you if you don't give me my identity back. Right. And and like I said, literally three years down the line, she is still trying to prove because this person purchased this home. Wait, do we know how how her identity got leaked or how the p- people came? She still is trying to figure out how that happened. But as you just alluded to, most people, they become victims identity theft via online purchases. Online shopping, online presences, yeah. Right. Now, also, I want to throw this out here, too, for those of you listening. There's a website you can go to to check. To see if you any of your accounts as based off of email have been compromised. So basically you go to have I been pwned and that's P-W-N-E-D. Have I been P-W-N-E-D dot com. You put each one of your email addresses in there and it tells you what um major security breaches that 
you you've been in so your email has been associated right so paypal that's one my mama got caught up in some paypal shit right around christmas time so we punched her email address in and sure enough it said blah 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 at cox.net or whatever was part of a paypal security breach and you know what i would also suggest and i think i've suggested this on a previous show i I mentioned earlier how the major credit reporting agencies have to give you a free credit report once mm-hmm. a year. Stagger those, though. Mm-hmm. Get your experience mm-hmm. in April. And what I do is I link it to anniversary dates. So on my every year on my birthday, I get a certain credit port report from a certain company. Every year, like on New Year's, I get a credit report. On my birthday, I get a credit report. Christmas, I get a credit report from each of the three big credit reporting agencies. As I said, they are required once a year to give you a free credit report. And, you know, our people have issues with credit reporting and credit scores. But not only does it affect whether or not you have the ability to buy a car or a house, It also, in some instances, affects your ability to get a job. Government. So I check it. And as I said, January 1, I check it. Mm -hmm. On my birthday, I check it. Mm -hmm. Christmas, I check it. So That's Jesus' birthday. (laughs) On those three days, each major credit reporting agency, I grab a free report. Now, speaking of credit, too... um, because I, I do want to get into how people, other other ways people shit are stolen, right? But uh, let's just go around the room real quick here. Because I think we have three people of color in here. Eh. Almost. Two people of color and one person of one Undetermined. Percent. Undetermined. Mm-hmm. Undetermined. Shut up, y'all. Uh Oh, that just wasn't colored enough, though. <laughs> it wasn't. It was real spicy, mm-hmm. but it mm. it's kind of kind of bland. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't say that about my cooking yesterday, did you? Because mm. I heard it was real good. She made fried chicken mac and cheese. Okay, now here we go. I guess we're gonna have since we're gonna call your blackness into question. Did she tell you how she fried the chicken? Wait, was it in an air fryer? Ninety nine point nine percent. <laughs> did, did she tell you how she made the collard greens? Wait. I didn't do collard greens. Mm-hmm. No. What did you do? I heard it was kale. Mm-hmm. Sauteed kale. Once again, 99.9%. So do you still want to keep talking about your cooking? It tasted good, didn't it? It, it did, but I mean. It was, A black was, man ate it, no, didn't no, he? No, mm-hmm. So anyway, credit scores, right? Have you ever had a bad credit score, Anne? Yes. What was your lowest credit score? Three something. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Three. What the fuck was you man, doing? Dude, I, I said I talked about this story on an episode. College Buying shit in college. You ain't say you have bad credit. Three hundred something. Bitch, credit. I said that I was getting every credit card known to man. And well, the- wait, you never shared your score. You said it was bad, but I didn't think it was like below five hundred. It Jesus. was, dude, what did I say? Man, you I got think- extra black points, man. <laughs> she like 150% shit. Look, what did I say? I told y'all 
that shit was ridiculous that that's how I know. And when I said literally they target college students, they do. You know, after bankruptcy, geez, we are all over the place. But this wouldn't be <laughs> an episode of Black Law and Legalized if we weren't. You know, after uh, you go to bankruptcy court, yo, credit creditors, they run it upon you. Hit, psh, they give, card, you, they give you card, extra. Credit Let card. me tell you, I know somebody, once again, not something that I heard, something that I know. I know somebody filed bankruptcy and about a month later bought a brand new car. Mm-hmm. And wait, I think I know this person. Do I know this person? <laughs> you may. You no, not well. Let me say, not this person I'm talking about, but you may know of somebody else mm-hmm. who has done the same thing. But literally, this person filed bankruptcy a month later, bought a brand new car, and bought a house. Well, let me say that they didn't buy a house. They did something like a bond for deed on a house. Literally did that. So, yeah, as I said, this is why when on that episode, when we were talking about college and credit cards, I was coming from a place of actuality when I said, when you are in college, in spite of the fact that you do not have a job, honestly, somebody needs to start a class action lawsuit against these credit card companies because I think it is predatory lending. Absolutely. They literally lend, they give a college student a credit card. How come I was denied when I was in college when I applied for a credit card? Because you white. Mm, wait, no, those are the ones that get it. Well, let me tell you though, in high school, right, there was this chick and we always, she used to hang out with, uh, she was a black girl. Her name was Brittany. She used to hang out with the chicks that talk like, um, and. Like okay, the Valley Girls? The Valley Girls. Yeah. And, you know, they always had like the Gucci's. Well, back then, you know, different brands. But, and she used to keep up with them. And we was like, damn, Brittany got some money. And. Brittany had a credit card. Yes. She had a credit. In high school, <clears throat> she had a credit card. Let me tell you. Once again, real talk. Something that I know. Um. Hold up. We not being recorded, are we? Nah. Okay. So just saying, uh, hypothetically, um, somebody filled out a credit um application for their baby sister when their baby sister was a sophomore in high school. And hypothetically, some major credit card company gave this baby sister a credit card. And hypothetically, we took that credit card and we ran that credit card and wrote it until the wheels fell fell off mm-hmm. on that credit card. See what I'm saying? Our people. Our people. Literally. And that's real. And honestly, I've said it in previous episodes. I will say it now. We do this to our children because we put light bills. Cable and cable and phones, water and all sorts of utilities and other bills in our children's names, utilizing their social security numbers that follows them. Believe it or not, you default on that water bill, that light bill, that cable bill, that phone bill rent a center. It is sent to the credit bureau. Your children 
two and three and four and five and six years old and they have credit scores that's in the freaking garbage. Okay, we need to have a real quick sidebar too about Renaissance. Why do niggas still go to <laughs> Renaissance? Like, I don't understand it. And I think I've even said this before, but I'm going to say it again. By the time you done paying your $40 a week for your living room set, you could have bought this shit 10 times over. Yeah, but the problem is it's expedient. I need it right now. Why? Because by, by the time I wait months, mm-hmm. I ain't got nothing to sit on. I ain't got nothing to eat on. I ain't got nothing to cook on. I ain't nothing to put, got nothing to put my groceries on. My child ain't got a computer to do their homework. But let me tell you how I did it. I ain't I got no stereo it. system. I ain't got no 72-inch color HD smart TV. For HD? Super Bowl no, no, no. Sunday. Four. What is it? Four. 480? Four. Yeah. Not Man. 480. No. Four, 4K? 4K, yeah, oh, that's what it is. No, means. if you poor, you get 480. But um, this is how we did it, right? Now, we we are in a place of, we're not privileged people, Becky and I. So what we would do, rather than putting shit on credit, putting shit on um, like Rent-A-Center or whatever, all right, we need a couch, right? We need a living room set. Say we got an empty living room. How much money can you come up with, Becky? okay I could come up with another $50, $75 we're going to buy a damn futon that's going you know or a used couch or some shit that's going to be in the living room and then we're going to continue to save our money until we can afford to outright buy a living room right but Becky 99% white and you 50% Mm -hmm. and amongst y'all y'all don't form a whole black person but you know and honestly I'm not trying the gobsmacked. What the fuck is that? Wait, wait, you done lost 10% right there because I ain't never heard of Gobsmacked? Gobsmacked, man. Look that shit up. Anyway, I'm not trying to down people of color, but I have to say that we are very conscious about, we are very status conscious. So if somebody comes to our house and they don't see a couch, that's an issue for us. Okay, now from from that person's perspective, why is that an issue? From let's say you're the person without a couch and you give a shit what other people actually think. Why is that? Why does that bother you that I come to your house and see you don't have a couch? Because outside of my house, I may have portrayed to you that I have it together. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. So now you can't come to my house and see that it's bare. That I got milk crates for my dresser and I have a milk crate for my table. And maybe I have a eight by six or a two by four for my table. You know, I can't show you that. So status and appearance is very relevant to a lot of my brown brothers and sisters. Fuck Which, that. Exactly. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't matter. You know, in my head, in the place where I am right now, if I don't have it, I don't have it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not about to put myself in debt to get it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Dan, as well as I know, Beck may know. I don't know. Her 1% might be shining through someday. I don't know. But that as far as brown people, people of color are concerned, status means something. You know, appearances mean something. So... I would rather 
break the bank, spend the rent money. Then to, where are you going to put all your shit you just bought at Renaissance? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's true. Literally, I will spend the rent money on, you know, I, I'm going to go for people in New Orleans in particularly. Back in the day, I will spend my rent money to get a Mardi Gras outfit and go out on Mardi Gras looking like $20 billion. But my rent is unpaid. My light bill's unpaid. My phone bill's unpaid. My water's unpaid. Something has gone unpaid so that I can look like 20 million bucks. Literally, we do that because it's more about the appearance rather than what is. So, I mean, I know it may boggle the minds of some people, but that's just the way it is. That's that's true. That's real. I look at it like this, right? If I don't like like you said, if I don't have it, I don't have it. Right. But the other thing, too, is I'm not going to go out here and portray myself to be something that I'm not. And even if I got it, let's say I got I walk around with five G's in my pocket. I'm I'm living in a two million dollar house. I wouldn't look any different than I look now. And we actually know a guy like this who has millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And you would see him in the street. And think he was homeless. Yeah. And you know what? That's how I'd I'd prefer to live. It's like, I don't want to be a target. I don't want to be, um, be basically, yeah, a target. Looked at like, okay, he got some shit. Let's rob him. So I'd rather portray myself as. I don't even think it's about, you know, honestly, you know, with our people, it's not about, okay, I'm portraying myself to be a certain way and worth a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And they don't think about, Oh, I might get robbed. It's not even about that. Shit, for me, I used to know, I hypothetically, I used to know people <laughs> that robbed people and you would look for the dude that had the new jaw and the, we right. had these coats. You remember back when people, well, I don't know if y'all did it down here, but people used to get killed over starter jackets, mm-hmm. starter, starter. Jacket. like right. the shit you couldn't get in Walmart right now. Right. Used to get killed over that shit. The That's air right. maxes. Right. All that shit. But yeah, I'd rather walk around looking extra regular as fuck and no one pay me any attention. And let's say I don't have shit. I would still probably look the same because I'm going to tell y'all, I get my clothes from Sam's Club, from um, from Costco. Costco. Yeah. Amazon. And the thing is, like, do I have nice clothes? Yes, I have nice clothes. I don't wear them because I can't fit them. (laughs) But like I have nice, nice clothes, name brand shit, but I only wear it when it's applicable. And like I said, it's not about for the majority of the people that I know and I've had the opportunity to observe. It's not about, oh, I don't want to wear this nice shit because I might get robbed. It's about appearance. It's about status, Mm -hmm. you know, their status amongst their friends. So as I said, And you know for a fact, I mean, working in an industry where people relied on or rely, well, used to, because nowadays you ain't doing that, but relied on my tax check. The reason why I needed a loan is because I need my new fit for Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, that is a huge thing down here in New Orleans. People will spend thousands of dollars for this one week event, Mardi Gras week. Thousands of dollars on clothes, hair, costumes, nails, mm-hmm. uh, throws, like 
I'm sorry, but uh, we know we know a few people that do this. They ride in these Mardi Gras parades, parades, riding in a parade, in my opinion, is a scam because <laughs> you have to pay dues. Yeah, all it's kinds a, it's of a club. dues. It's a social club, supposedly. And then you got to buy shit to throw off. And man, you're talking thousands of dollars. Fuck that. I thousands. Nobody. Literally, shit. you have to pay thousands to get on the per, on the float. And these are people that might make what eight to ten thousand dollars a year, if that. Like shit, y'all can't even afford that shit. So Becky, have you ever had a bad credit score? I think the lowest I've had is probably in the six hundreds, low six hundreds. Um, and that was when I was young because I had a lack of credit history. I remember when I applied for my first apartment, mm-hmm. and um, I had you know. The money, I had the job so I could prove income, things like that. But they said due to my lack of credit, credit history, history. Mm-hmm. they going to charge me a little bit more. Wait, in rent? No. In, okay. in deposit. Deposit. Gotcha. Um, so I don't think it was necessarily bad. It was just um, because I was young and I didn't have enough history to show them that I was a good person to rent to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I honestly, I don't think I've ever had a bad credit score. And I mean, you know how, how I monitor my credit yes. and how I'm on top of it. like mm, Almost to the level of being paranoid. Not paranoid. Being obsessive would be more like mm. it. Thank you. Okay. Um. Yeah. I monitor my credit score much like Ann was saying. She, she does hers, what, three times a year? Yeah. I think I do mine like once a month. Once a month? Mm-hmm. Through Credit Karma. Credit Karma. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's a dope site, everyone. God forbid they ever get hacked. No. <laughs> but, uh, Credit Karma. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Even though you only get two out of the three bureaus. Really? In my opinion, at least, all you need is one. Yeah. Because, you know, it kind of gives you an idea. But two is even better. So my lowest credit score that I can remember was in the low 700s. Hmm. And... That that's the lowest I can remember. I mean, I started off much like you. I didn't have any credit history, and it was hard as shit to get a credit card. My first credit card I got again. We're all over the place this episode. <laughs> My first credit card I got was through a credit union, small credit union, and I was not. I was illegally, and when I say illegally, I mean it was against the rules. A member of this credit union. You remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And Becky was a member illegally, too. So what had happened was. okay. I wouldn't use the word illegal. When I say illegally, I mean, it was against their rules and regulations. You can actually probably join now. I don't think so. Because of your father. But he would have to be a member. Yes, you're right. He would. Hmm. Interesting. So anyway, uh, let's er, rewind. Um, So my first credit card I got. It was with a uh, Navy Federal Credit Union. And I I had a friend that had an uncle that was in the Navy. So my friend was going around telling all of their friends, yo, just say you're my my brother, my sister or whatever. So that would have worked had it only been a handful of people. But literally, <laughs> there was probably about 20, 20. of us. <laughs> That had Navy Federal Credit. And I thought. And he got me caught up in this I got shit. Becky one. I said, Becky, 
just say you my sister. <laughs> so and that's how the shit just snowballed. So they traced it all back to this one person. And they was like, they sent out a notice. You have 24 hours to get all your money up out of our shit and close your account. I'm like, geez. Or you got to provide some kind of documentation saying that you're related that this to person, this person. Right. Show how you, you're related to this person. But literally, that's how it happens. And, that, and that's real. That's how what happens. Credit uh, identity theft. Something. Think about that, though. So my boy says, I can get you on. This all you have to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And you do it online applications, you know, even paper applications, literally anything that we put our actual information on can potentially be compromised. Anything, you know, even things that we think are secure. And as I said earlier in the show, OPM, Office of Personnel Management. Oh, I thought you meant opium like some good <laughs> drugs and shit. The government itself, you know, federal government itself. Every, the information of every federal employee. You know you can't sue them, right? You can, Well, yes and no, as far as that goes. I told um, my mama to sue shit. Yeah, like I said, yes and no. Um, They have immunity for most things. The federal government does. Mm-hmm. State governments as well. They're, they have immunity as far as um, certain crimes and negligent acts are concerned. And the CIA. C- city governments as well. So I am going to go back to what I've said over and over again. You can send any, sue anybody for anything, but that does not mean that in the end you will prevail in that suit. I will. But let's all right, so to kind of to kind of wrap up here, right? Some some of the ways that identities are stolen. So we talked about the online shopping, um just websites in general, anything online. That that that's like a gold mine of information. Um No, but you know more often than not, just giving people your shit. Yeah. And that's where I'm going. Um so I have a list here and the top um the top ways identities are stolen is through unsecure websites, through hacks and data breaches, through skimmers, those things in the gas station pumps when you slide your card in and pull it out. Mm-hmm. I think Becky got hit with one of those um, dumpster diving and mail theft. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, those credit card offers you get in the mail, you toss them in the trash. You're like, shit, I don't need no new credit cards. All that shit, you go wheel your trash out on Wednesday or whenever, or you throw it in a dumpster at an apartment complex, people can go grab your shit. And I know someone who's done this and gotten credit cards and other family members' names. Right. But you know what? In that particular situation, that and that's how stuff like that burns me the hell up. Because you don't if you took two seconds to actually check some stuff, people wouldn't be able to do that. Because when you say check it. Okay. You mean shred it? No, I'm talking about the actual credit card company. Because here it is. You sent me. Oh, the pre-approved offer. Okay. Right. You sent me the pre-approval, right? Mm-hmm. And then most people, what they do, they take that and they fill out your information, but they put it under a different address. Mm-hmm. Right? If you took two seconds to try to figure out if that was my actual address, that could be avoided. But- could be. I don't have 
the time, the money, or the inclination. Man, on top of the dumpster diving and mail theft, we have unscrupulous or careless employees at places like tax offices where you go to get your taxes done, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is I just happened to scroll out, scrolling mm -hmm. through IG, and I saw this local tax company here who was taking pictures. I guess it was the tax worker or whatever, whatever you call them. She was taking pictures of the guy that was sitting in her chair at her desk. In this photo, it also had her computer screen, which contained said guy's social security number, name, address, birthday. That's like the quadfecta, quadfecta. <laughs> but like those four things, it one of them should be hard to get, but nah. So, or you got places like car dealerships, restaurants even. Like when they take your card and go to the back, um, your waiter takes your card, goes to the back to swipe it. You can... You can write down credit card numbers, smartphones. You can take a picture of the credit card and get the little three-digit code on the back, yeah, right? Yeah, FYI, I know somebody who actually did that. As I said. Wait, the criminal the, part or was the victim? The criminal part. Did they oh. buy a house in Ohio? No, they did not <laughs> buy a house in Ohio. But literally was working at a restaurant and took these people's credit card to swipe for the purchase. Wrote down everything they needed to write down pertaining to that and continue to use the credit card. Now here's what, how they got caught. Cause they continue to use the credit card. No, they used it. They kept keying it in at the restaurant where they worked Ugh. to find out if that person had actually canceled the credit card. You know, they didn't want to use it if it had been canceled. Mm -hmm. So they would, do a little transaction. A small little thing to see if it goes two, through. Two or three dollars right. in there. At, mm. that, at the restaurant to make sure that it was still active. And that's the dumb shit. And that's what they do. They'll do like small charges, small. Fuck that. If uh, I'm speaking to all my scammers out here now. <laughs> if you're going to do credit card fraud, just go, go for all go the big. marbles one time and that's it. Like go big. And then not only that, do I know somebody who actually did that? did that but I, tell you, I know yeah. somebody that did that too like in a previous podcast on a previous episode in a previous story somewhere one of the guys was a security guard at a mall and his boy kept coming up there to hang out with him you know they used to go through the lost and found <laughs> they done found some credit cards and <laughs> you know and then somebody ended up going to jail and you know, whatever whatever yeah but like I said you know what it it just dawned on me and this is a sidebar that. Man, this whole fucking show was uh, sidebar. No, we know a whole lot of criminals. <laughs> yeah. We know. Oh, okay. Wait, hold you know, on. No, between, wait, between wait. I don't know about Beth. That's what I was but about to say. Between me and you, we know some criminal type dudes and do that. Man, we know some fucking criminals. I think, like I said, I think with the people we know, we can accomplish anything. We can do a surgery, a bank robbery, and fix your credit. But um no nah, so all right real quickly too here is what 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 to do when your identity is compromised so the first thing well let me start off by saying the Fair Credit Billing Act it specifies that your maximum liability for unauthorized purchases is anybody I think it's like five is it five thousand fifty dollars fifty yep okay. so 
most credit cards, though, I know cities, chases, and all those, they'll do zero liability for right. any unauthorized purchases. That's right. Now, here's where things get tricky. If the purchases, all right, with debit cards, if a purchase or withdrawal is made, the consumer has uh, two a, days. Right. In order to tell the people that this was an authorized purchase. Yep. So right. after after two days, if you like, and I don't know anybody who checks their debit card or their bank account every day or every other day. But within two days, if you do not report that this was an unauthorized charge, you have that a money's out of your 50, account. You got a $50 liability. And then after that $50 liability, there's another set amount of time. I think it's 30 days or so, maybe 60. It becomes 500, I think. Uh, what is it? Yep. 60. Okay. 60 days, $500. After 60 days, the liability is unlimited. So if somebody uses your debit card to buy something and you don't catch it for 60 days, you jack. God bless. But you know what? This is the age of the smartphone. This is the age of you get there's an app for everything under the sun. There's an app to tell you what sex position. It's like sexual roulette. There's an app for that. There's also Hold up. what kind of, what kind of there's so a, wait, like I said, we mentioned there's was a, it Playboy okay. and we're gonna we're gonna wrap look, up with that I'm in just, lieu of <laughs> asking attorney. I'm just saying there's an app for everything. Set alerts on your smartphone. Boy, for, for what? Okay, so this all right. I know where you're going with this, but let me ask you this question, right? All right. Like that right there. You heard that beat? Mm-hmm. That was an alert for something. Right. I don't give a fuck because I hear that shit all day okay. long. I understand that you have this Pavlovian response. You you know, because you get all these alerts. But I do as well. I get alerts for everything. I get alerts for sports. I get alerts for news. I get but alerts. But you know you can control all that shit. Right. But then you have to micromanage every little alert you get. But... And- Here's the thing. Literally, I get alerts for everything. I get alerts for freaking Cartoon Network. And that's not even in freaking. I don't even think Cartoon Network is a fucking network anymore. But I literally get alerts. And that's just hyperbole. I get alerts for everything. I also get alerts. And I have set alerts for my credit and debit cards. Mm -hmm. What's the dollar amount? Zero. So literally, if one cent. How often do you use your debit card? I don't use my debit card that often at all. See, that, and I guess that's where we would differ. I mainly use my debit card, and that's on groceries, gas, uh, retail stores. (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) No, so here's the thing. For me, like, everything that I do online, and as I said earlier in the show, I'm new to online purchasing. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, I would be in a brick and mortar with cash. That that's what that was my MO. But I got to the point where being in a brick and mortar store frustrated me to the point that I was like, screw this. Why? I'm not coming back. I don't I don't know. Just all of a sudden, one day, literally, I was in a brick and mortar going through, and I'm the type of person, sales right. I buy nothing at full price. Like I would probably break out in hives if I bought something full price. Mm-hmm. So I'm on a sales rack in a store 
going through the sales rack, looking at these other people around me go on the sales rack and in other and was like, why the hell am I in here? Let me tell you another thing about retail, too. And this I, I noticed over the past few years, me and our boy Keith was talking about it the other day is people used to actually take pride in their jobs. Maybe you might not have liked your job, but you went there and you did it to the best of your ability. Uh-huh. Now, nobody wants to work. And especially with this Instagram, social media, everyone, even other podcasters and shout to y'all. But. Y'all not big. Y'all not as big as y'all think y'all are. Y'all not y'all not popping. Y'all not y'all don't have a brand. And this is the thing. Everyone thinks they're so above mm-hmm. retail work. Like right. McDonald's jobs is a running joke. Right. Man, fuck that, man. I'd rather spend my time working at McDonald's than fucking on right like doing fucking selfies and bullshit like that. On in, right. Yeah. Instagram. How you making Facebook money? How much money y'all making? For real. Exactly. All y'all niggas that got brands out here. How much money are y'all making? Right. So, I guarantee you I can go to McDonald's and make more. Not all of y'all, but for the vast majority of y'all, I can go make more money than your brand makes by working at McDonald's part time. So basically what you're saying is that customer service is shit. Customer service is shit. The knowledge <clears throat> of the products that they sell is shit. shit. You go into Best Buy. You want to ask questions about computers. That's the last. And I'm an IT professional. I go in there and every now and then I ask them some shit that I know they can't answer (laughs) just to see how they try. And they fucking lie to people. Like I saw. All right. This is this company. Right. And here we go again. But now I'm going (laughs) off on a rant. (laughs) There's this company called Blue that makes microphones. They make uh, Blue Yeti, the Blue uh, Snowball. This Blue is a shitty company. They don't make studio quality gear. They make gear. If you can find it on a shelf at Best Buy, it's not professional gear. And I can say this too to all my people that are out here podcasting. Blue hardware, blue microphones, they are not professional quality <laughs> studio gear. But I'm and I'm not knocking people who use them because I know shout out to uh CJ. He used a, a blue Yeti for a while. The price it commands might make you think that okay, this is a quality product. Nah. It's it's mid-level prosumer at best. But anyway, here nor there, I was watching someone. They went into Best Buy. They said, yeah, I want to be able to stream on YouTube. And I'm looking at all, the, all these microphones that you have. And most of them are, you know, blue microphone, Logitech, other microphones. Uh, which one's the best? The dude pointed at the most expensive one, as of course he would. Of course. Um. So he's like, Because I'm working on commission. Probably. Why is this one the best? Oh, because it has. And then he literally started reading off of the box. Mm-hmm. A little, you know, talking points, highlights off the box. So I'm like, seriously? So I go over and I said, yo, you can get a Samsung COU1 or whatever USB mic from Adorama. $25. It's a $100 mic, but it's routinely on sale for $25. And it will run circles around these blue microphones. Dude looked at me and was like. Nigga, you crazy. The Best Buy man said buy the $300 mic. Right. All right, bro, whatever. So, yeah, that that's why that's another um thing why retail sucks is no one knows the shit that they're selling. They don't care. People don't know cars at car dealerships. People, like, they don't give a fuck. They rather, and have, how many times have you gone up to a um cash register or somewhere at a store that might not have been busy and this is what you see? On their phone, checking Instagram, And this is what happens, look. And then when you walk up, it's like, damn, why you bother me on my job where mm-hmm. I make money? But as you were saying, 
you know, piggybacking off of what I was saying, I literally said to myself, I can't stand being in this store. So I started shopping online. And because, I bet you your life has changed for right, the better. Because I don't have to deal with people who give me attitude in the store when I try to ask them a question about something. I don't have to deal with other patrons who are like pushy and inconsiderate. All I have to deal with is sitting my ass at the table on somebody's website, putting stuff in my cart. And maybe if it doesn't fit, bringing it back and getting a credit or getting my money back. And that's that's the other thing. And that's that's what kind of held um, online shopping back a little bit was returning. Like, okay, you get your shoes, you wear size eight, nine, whatever. You get your size, it don't fit right. Then it's like, fuck. You used to have to package it up, you spend your money to send it back. But once these companies started doing free returns. Free returns, that's right. Man, shh. I'm telling you. So anyway, let me just run speed through the rest of the list here. Um, so the first thing you do, of course, uh, once you realize your identity has been stolen is to notify your creditors, your banks, uh, credit cards. Your, and these are a lot of things that people won't think about is your mortgage company. Mm -hmm. If you have one, uh, your your leasing office, your landlord, everyone, everywhere where you spend money regularly, let them know. Um then you're going to have to cancel all your cards, get new cards, change all of your passwords online everywhere, even if it's not shit that has anything to do with financial. And by now, most of you should be using uh, two factor authentica authentication mm -hmm. for everything. Um, put a credit freeze at all three bureaus. All three and this is what Ann was talking about in the what we talked about, the Equifax breach of probably last year sometime is it costs you, it does cost you about ten dollars per uh bureau you do that and this way no new lines of credit can be opened mm -hmm. in your name all right wait let me sidebar but i think this is really important for people who do not know somebody people can literally hijack your house and this is the house that you're living in paying a mortgage on they can literally hijack your house Mm -hmm. It's called title fraud. Now, in, in Louisiana, we ooh, don't have. Ooh, 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 ooh. I paid for something that protects me against that. <laughs> All right. Title insurance. Mm -hmm. Right. Let me tell you. In Louisiana, we don't have deeds. But in the other 49 states. Why are we different, man? <laughs> hey, hold on. Does it benefit us? to the, who Who's making out better? The people who have deeds or people who don't? Well, technically... Nobody benefits because back, see, Louisiana doesn't have deeds per se, right? But this can still happen. The same thing can still happen. So what somebody does is go down to your um, recorder of mortgages and records a promissory note or records some sort of lien against your title or your deed, right? Mm -hmm. And like I said, will literally hijack the mortgage or the deed to your house to the point where when you try to sell your property, you're unable to because this is on record and you can't give someone clear title to your home. Mm -hmm. Right. So be title, on a, title insurance protects you from that, right? 
I guess. Uh, but okay. be on the lookout for stuff like that. That's another form of identity theft that is not very um mm-hmm. so prevalent. Don't get your house stole, basically. Um so uh again, so you notify all your all your credit card, your banks, um your your mortgage company, your utility companies, you put a freeze on all three credit bureaus, uh, no new lines of credit without you unfreezing them. Uh, change all your passwords. And here's one. Contact the police. Actually file a police report. And then you're going to send a copy of your ID theft documents to all of your creditors. Right. That is actually required in some in order for you to get relief in some instances filing a police report realize too that identity theft affects your tax return Mm -hmm. and we talked about that and when we were talking about the itins and um all that stuff the other week how someone could be working under your social Mm -hmm. and the last one is contact the social security uh the Social Security, yeah, their fraud hotline. Mm-hmm. Now, they typically, from from what little research I did, they typically only focus on wide scale, major, major things. Mm-hmm. But you can be part of a pattern that helps them bring down, you know, a ringleader, a, a king in Nigeria. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So anyway, that that's it. Uh, just don't get your identity stolen. Don't steal other people's identities. That's bad. <laughs> and in lieu of ask an attorney, we're going to be doing Playboy channels. <laughs> or, do y'all remember? Let me, Becky, start with you. Do you remember the Spice channel? No. You remember Adam and Eve from the Bible? Oh, Jesus. They might have been, eh, <laughs> no. Uh, Spice Channel was softcore porn. It, Cinemax too. Late Cinemax? at night. Yeah. Oh, they they had that dumb shit. No, um, Cinem- Confessions. Cinemax. Shit. What was that? Called? Taxi Cab Confessions. That was HBO. No, was that? I don't think that was it. Was it? Taxi Cab Confessions was HBO, but Cinemax had Cinemax After Dark. You remember that? I might be getting the two confused, but I do remember something on a cable network channel at night, about 11, 12 at right. night. Cinemax, like HBO had Taxicab Confessions and they had the Bunny Ranch, which was like, um, shit, I can't remember. But Cinemax had Cinemax After Dark and there was, as Dan said, the Spice Channel and Adam and Eve Channel. Mm-hmm. Well... I'll, I'll, uh, let me I'll jump out the gate then with the porn channels, right? I was never brave enough to order some shit on, whatchamacallit, on back then we had the old cable boxes with the red LED lights. Uh-huh. But um, I, I was never brave enough. But you could turn to the channel and it would be kind of... Wavy. Yeah, and, you see the and, waves and mm-hmm. shit. So what we would do is we'd be watching. And we'd be... Want me to show you how we'd be watching, Becky? I'm going to show you. We'd be watching like this, look. Now, honestly, like if you flicked it back and forth, it will freeze the frame, right? Each time. And it would mm-hmm. it would be clear for like ten seconds. Mm-hmm. So you would flick it back and forth and be clear enough to see exactly what was going on. Yep, that's how we used to watch ours until mm-hmm. we started getting tapes and shit. Right, but also, you know, true confession, you could order 
like Playboy. And they would not charge you if you watch less than a certain time limit. Didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, found that out back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you ordered, you watched less than a certain time limit, and then you were good. It wouldn't show up. And how'd you get uh, jammed up then? Well, kept watching. Long- okay. <laughs> That's that what they plan on too. Like, yeah, it's getting good. It's getting good. <laughs> you know, kept watching longer than the time limit. And so then was like, okay. And then the cable bill came and it was like, uh, we don't watch that in this house. Literally walked in the door from school and heard my mom on the phone saying, My my husband is a pastor and we don't watch these things. <laughs> And this and that and the other. And I was like, oh, so then she gets off the phone and I, I hear her say, I can't believe these people think that we did X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, we have, we have several, um, things from the Playboy channel. And this, and the whole time I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what? Uh-huh. Mm, that's just like the time we had Miss Cleo on our on our uh, phone bill. Uh. <laughs> Wait, you called Miss Cleo? I was not the one. I was actually innocent of that situation. I was not calling Miss Cleo, but we had Miss Cleo on our phone bill for like a lot of money. Oh. Some wait, who talked to Miss Cleo? Somebody, I need to know who talked. Somebody to Ms. Cleo. believed Miss Cleo. And they were calling on a regular basis to get their future. You know, they wanted to know what was in store for this, them. But this sounds to me like I'm pretty sure you had a part in Hell egging no. this on. Now, I promise you, I did not know that Miss Cleo was being called in our household. But when I found out, I knew exactly who it was. And I approached this person. And got confirmation that it was this person. And I was like, y'all stupid. Call me now. <laughs> man, Miss Cleo, man. Yes. So how did you get Miss Cleo removed from the bill? Once again, uh, my husband is a pastor and we don't believe in that. We Christian. We are So did they really remove it Christian. from the bill? Let me tell you, they did. So wait, in the Cleo and the Playboy situation? Yes. Yes. yes got removed from the bill and believe me when i tell y'all i never did that again that's when i that i discovered online porn man okay so this this man this episode is dragging (laughs) out but this this is what i want to do uh let me get myself on this one all right so what i want to know is why people watched porn so i can i can answer for myself right I was a horny little boy. And even before I knew what sex was, before I knew what jerking off was, before I I just knew I wanted to see titties and shit. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Like we used to pause the movie Roadhouse. You remember? uh, Mm -hmm. Patrick Swayze. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we just paused just to look at the titties and shit, man. Lisa Bonet in um, that one movie, uh, The Vampire. Yeah, no, it was, um, what was it? It Something, something angel yeah something like that mm-hmm. but yeah so we used to that's where we used to watch porn and then as i got older teenager 
I used to watch porn to jerk off because shit, I wasn't getting pussy at that time. So it's like, I don't, I don't even know how I found jerking off. Now I'm starting to, I'm trying to rack my brain now <laughs> because what tells you to grab the thing that you piss out of and stroke it back and forth until you ejaculate or back then I couldn't ejaculate. It was just a muscle spasm, right? Wait, um, muscle spasm? It's the, it's the same feeling that you get, but nothing comes out. You Wait, shooting blanks. What, what age is this? I don't know. Probably 12. Hmm. I don't know. Curious. I don't even remember. I remember the first time when I came, when I did this shit, I was like, like I, yes, I, I'm a man now. I'm, <laughs> I'm confused about how this topic discusses uh, identity theft. Because I was stealing people's identities in my head when I was jerking no, off. No, literally, this has to do with how people abuse the accounts of other people. I was abusing. I was I was literally abusing the accounts of my parents. Like I was stealing Playboy. Mm-hmm. Someone else was stealing the psychic hotline mm-hmm. because literally, if they were unable to get these charges dropped, they would have had to pay for Playboy Channel and Miss Cleo. I just wanted to talk about porn. So it's it's literally that is a form of identity theft to me because you what what is the purpose of identity theft? If you think about it in the long run or you think about it, identi- the the purpose of identity theft is to gain some sort of monetary value from utilizing someone else's name and credit, right? Mm-hmm. So I gained something monetarily from utilizing my parents' name. Miss the person who was calling Miss Cleo gained something monetarily as well from utilizing my parents' name. Mm-hmm. Cause there's so, some shit y'all ain't have to pay for. Not right. So basically getting something for nothing. Right. So let me ask you this, Becky, because now we way over time. But um, when was the first time you watched porn? Have you watched porn with you? With me? Wow. That so was wait, the first time. Wait. So prior to you had never watched porn. Um. Never, never tempted. Why not? Because, um, one, I had my parents have put the fear of God in me and I did not want, um, that to be a retaliation in some way, shape or form. So basically you were afraid to get caught. Yeah. And me being me, it was going to happen. So did you have any interest in watching porn, even though you didn't want to watch porn because you didn't want to get in trouble? I guess so. So Wait, okay, hold up. Tom. No, 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 no. Let that's me, not, let me, let me nah, that's not good enough for me. I guess so. Yeah, that's a yes or no. Were you interested in watching porn? I just wanted to see what it was about, like what it was like. Okay, so let me ask you this. Had, prior to your first time having sexual intercourse, had you seen porn? Not that I can recall. That's something you should remember. Okay, so now. Um, All right, Oliver North. My next question is, how did you know what to do if you've never seen it done? Sex ed? They ain't teaching me no shit I could use. <laughs> well, um, maybe, not maybe, but the, some of the, the movies that we we watched were, um, and it, they weren't porn, but they did get graphic, and so, you can kind of fill in the spaces so there. So tab A and slot B? Hmm. Cookie cutter shit. Yeah. That and a combination of sex ed. How about that? 
Okay, so. Hmm. Man, I'm going to tell you like this, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, is watching porn, one, is, to me, it got me into a lot of bullshit, right? Cause wait, wait, what? He had too many expectations. I don't think so. Oh, huh. I think my headphones went dead. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to rewind that back. Let me let me get a camera on myself, too. Wait, yeah. so watching porn got you into some bullshit? Oh, wait, you went out and bought one of those lights that homegirl had? Didn't, didn't your girl have one of those lights? Oh, Becky got me this for uh, Christmas. So okay. homegirl had one of those lights. So, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, right? Watching porn got me into some shit. And I'm going to tell you how. Because a lot of the shit that they do mm-hmm. in porn mm-hmm. is not realistic. <laughs> That's that's number one. Number two is the dudes that are vetted for porn will make you feel like less than a man. Sometimes I'm talking. I ain't talking about this new online porn where anyone can do it. I'm talking about back in the day where you looking at eight plus inches and you like the fuck fuck you doing with Wait, that? Uh-uh. The, just to let you know. So, Ron Silver ain't had no eight inches. Ron what's his name? Ron not Ron Burgundy. What'd you say? Ron who? Silver. Uh-uh. Ron Jeremy. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, but a lot of the stuff they would do, like before I ever had sex, I would watch porn and I'm taking mental notes. Like, okay, so you're supposed to do this, supposed to and unlike Becky, I wasn't watching softcore, you know, in the bed kissing and hugging. Mm. So one day, I lied to you not. No bullshit. And there's at least one other person that could verify this story. <laughs> at least. <laughs> at least one. We took a folding metal chair, put it in the fucking shower, turn the water on, and I'm sitting there in the chair, in the shower, water hitting me, and I'm like, yeah, this shit about to be good. So she got in the uh, bathtub, too, and was trying to ride in the shower, in the rain, on a metal chair. Yo, porn got me into some (laughs) shit. This is like before that that chick swinging on the shower curtain. Mm -hmm. We had a whole church chair in the bathroom. So that's why I watched porn though was to to take mental notes and to learn things. So you and you it was a so basically porn was your instructor. Yes, yes. So now we're gonna hmm. turn to you. And why did you watch porn? Out of curiosity, really, because up until a certain point I went to Catholic school. So, you know, Catholics, believe it or not, there's a lot of guilt surrounding sex. So they tell you not to do something. And everything is about not doing, not doing, not doing. We didn't have sex ed in Catholic school because, you know, sex was taboo. So like most kids, when somebody tells you not to do something, you're extremely curious about that thing that they tell you not to do. You know, that's just like your parents telling you not to touch the stove. So every time you pass by, you want to touch it to see what's going to happen. So, you know, all the nuns talked about was sexual sins and how sex was bad. So I wanted to know why sex was bad. Them points will show you why it's <laughs> you bad. Know? You know, it was like, why was sex bad? What made sex bad? So... I started watching porn out of curiosity. So it was like. Okay. So once your curiosity was satisfied. My curiosity was never satisfied because it was like. There's so much. Wait a minute. 
you know, what's bad about that? You know, it it was like, because coming from the mind of a preteen and a teenager was like, I don't see what they're doing. I didn't, I didn't even find it icky. I don't see what they're doing. That's bad. You know, because as I said, I was watching stuff like Cinemax After Dark. And then when I actually graduated to watching Playboy Online, it was like, even that, because, you know, back in the day, Playboy was classy. You know, it wasn't like online porn now. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Let me see. Ooh, baby. Fuck me. Da, 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 And then the dudes be, oh, yeah, you like that. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, shut your ass up and Right. Fuck. Playboy was not like that. Playboy really was like bomb chicka wow wow, but it was okay, just let's do it, let's get it. You know, it was this scenario. It actually had a little bit of a storyline and whatever, whatever. So it was like, what's so bad about this? Why like so literally I continue watching because I was trying to see what was wrong with it. You know, why the nuns kept saying this was bad. What was bad about it? Because they weren't getting none. <laughs> I guess. But so that's what got me. That's what got me actually watching it. And then after it was like, man, this shit ain't bad. What's up? Man, that shit. Like I said, it'll get you into <laughs> some shit. Uh, this wraps up the episode. And, you know, it was supposed to be about identity <laughs> theft and what to do. They had some but, stuff about identity yeah, a little theft. Bit. Sprinkle, sprinkle a little crack on it. It'll be all right. Uh, once again, I am Dan. You can catch me on Twitter and IG at I am Dan on drugs. You can follow the show across all social media platforms at black law podcast. Also catch me twice a month over at a few screws loose the podcast, uh, on Twitter and IG at screws loose pod. I am Afro Becky and thanks for joining us on another adventure. Yes. And I'm just Dan and you can follow me at I tell legal lies on Twitter. Bye.